welcome to episode three, would you believe it? We've made it to episode three already and, well, just the, the inside joke is episode one isn't recorded yet and we're still at the same table episode two is recorded at. But anyway, my name's Ben Smith, I'm from Wireless Worker. Who the hell are you? I'm Ray Blanford, I'm from All About Symbian. I'm Ewan McLeod from Mobile Industry Review. And by now, we probably will have chosen a name for this podcast, but at the time of recording, it hasn't been chosen. So, uh, hello, listeners, uh, whatever we decide to call this, I hope you like it. Okay, so uh, as you can probably hear in the background, we're still in Cannes. If, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, and that's actually my chopper just flying overhead. Uh, you've got to love the noise here. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's it's really low, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're still in Cannes, and we're still at the, uh, well, the, the MIP TV event, where we were, in the last episode we were talking all about uh, creativity, media, mobile, but... Despite the fact we're still sunning ourselves with glasses of champagne on the beach, we're going to talk about something a little bit more hardcore mobile. We're going to talk about app stores. So, um, the proposition is, gentlemen, app stores don't matter. They are hype, they are bubble, and they will go away as quickly as they arrived. Uh, for the, uh, well, proposing the motion is Rafe Blanford, and defending the motion is Ewan McLeod. So, Mr Blanford, it's just... Give me give quickly one minute. Explain why you think app stores are going to go away. App stores are overhyped over here and too many of them. The idea of app stores is broken, particularly from the discovery point of view. And really, they're just a way to make sure a mobile has extra things out of the box. And there are some particular elements of it that I want to get across in this argument. Doing it in one minute, tricky, but here we go. Well, hang on a second. Just before you wade in, just, let's just, we're civilised. Come on, you're supposed to be an educated man. I say supposed to be. I see no evidence of it thus far. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, in, let, in good debating style, because you know, we're all grown-ups here, let's give Mr McLeod just one minute to say why he thinks app stores are important and valuable. They are important and valuable because I was there. I was there with my lovely Nokia N95, trying to find an application, trying to get it onto my handset, trying to make sure it was the right version, the right s.six uh, file or whatever not. It was such an absolute arse. Then the app stores arrived, and now I can do the following. I have been using an app called Social Cam, right? Now forget the actual, what it does, or why it's fine or amazing. Um, if you want to get Social Cam on your phone, you just type in social cam into whatever app store you want. Now, I know there's some issues around that, but you into iTunes, into Google Android's uh, marketplace, and boom, you find that you download it, it installs, done. So you're saying app stores benefit from discovery. That's like the buzzword. Well, now, I know Rafe said, oh, discovery is a real problem, but actually, if you want the app, if you want the app, you just type it type it in and you can get it. Okay, now, okay, well, 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 this is your... You, this is your, supposed to be your summary, and we've launched right. in a typical right. McLeod. Right. He, he's actually bitten the head off a kitten while he was saying that as well. There's <laughs> uh, no actual animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Uh, Ray Flanford, so you, you've given us your opening statement. Expand a little bit on why app stores are a waste of time and, and justify yourself. Why do app stores exist? They're about extensibility. It's always been the case in the past. You get your mobile phone out of the box, it wouldn't change for two years. App stores are just an inefficient shortcut for changing that so you can do more stuff out of the box. But ultimately, they're a broken model. 
taking the discovery issue straight ahead, getting the bull by the horns. 300,000 apps in the App Store. How are you supposed to know which are the good ones? Top lists don't really work. There isn't yet a recommendation engine in any App Store because when it has a recommendation engine, it's no longer an App Store, it's something else. And we've always had the ability to add apps to phones and app stores are just the latest step in a long line of ways of adding things to mobile phones and there's a danger that we'll get bogged down in the app store paradigm and the fragmentation that will lead to as you have 20 30 40 or more app stores the complications that creates for developers i don't disagree that they've been a good thing thus far but there's a danger that it spreads out everywhere you're starting to get app stores on your tv app stores for your microwave on the mobile phone it makes sense at the moment but they're an overhyped and overused concept at the moment. And so app stores should just go away and we should go back to how things were before they came? Uh, absolutely not. Um, app stores are just the next step on the road, and I believe that we need to head towards a way that's more service-friendly, which app stores most certainly are not friendly for services. You know, They're based around this kind of single app container, which is really very constrictive for creating experiences on a mobile phone. And so you've got to move beyond the app store uh, to the maybe we need to come up with a name with it but the way of doing stuff on your mobile it shouldn't just be restricted to what's in an app store so Ewan basically you're a caveman you like history your aspirations in life are limited you lack vision and imagination and you hate anyone who delivers services well thank you very much that's a very accurate summary uh, I the real issue here is uh, let's take a, uh, an average mobile user uh, take my mother, for example, who can now get and install applications. And I know we're, we're talking about uh, the the app silo model is maybe not the one that's going to be with us for the next, you know, in the next ten years. But right now, it's simply phenomenal. The ability that my mother can have to to watch television or read a magazine and find out that there's a, an app for whatever. Click on it, download it, or find find the app in the app store by just simply typing its name, downloading it, and then using it. That is simply amazing. What about services? Rafe makes the point that you can't buy services through an app store. And let's just quickly, services are... Rafe, what are services? Services are things that go beyond an individual app, so it's often about content consumption or a way of doing something that's more than just what sits in an application. Okay, so Ewan, so you can't buy services through an app store, therefore they're rubbish. I don't give a toss about whether... The, the key point here is right now uh, you've got millions and millions of consumers who are coming out of the dark age of just yeah, having a, symbol, a single dumb phone and are not able to do more things with that phone. And this is good news. I'm, I'm not going to disagree that app stores have brought us out of the dark ages, but I'm afraid my friend here rather lacks ambition because if it had been up to him having an attitude like that, we'd still only be using phones for talking and text messaging. Uh, what we have to think about how, now... How did that happen? Where did that happen? We, we, have to, we have to think about the next generation now because there's a danger that app stores become the typecast way of consuming extra things on mobile phones. And as I say, that danger is already happening as we're seeing the app store model spread to connected TVs and to other areas, often in places where it makes even less sense than it does on mobile. And so... I would argue, you know, with the App Store thing, we've had 300,000 applications on App Stores, and that's actually almost become a specification point for a mobile phone. So when you buy an iPhone or an Android device, it's good because you can get 200,000 applications. The reality is you only 
need maybe a thousand applications of the most common ones. You know, yes, there's the long term and there's a certain argument to be made there. But for the most part, it's the top 1,000 or so applications that are most essential. And the App Store isn't necessarily the best way of presenting those. And certainly for the long tail, discovery in App Stores is definitely broken. So, Rafe, you stand charged of disliking Ewan's mum by wanting her to have a worse world with our App Stores in. Tell me quickly about what you think the better choice is. What comes next? I think the better choice is to not have it just about app stores. While I think you know the pure application is a, the siloized thing that works, you know, in a very simple way, creates good user experience. It's something we need to have. I think you also need to look at the diversity of way you can consume things on mobile devices. So looking at the open web, web as a platform is not something that really fits very well into the App Store model, or rather it's too constrained because you have to discover it through the App Store. You can't discover it on the open web. We've all seen what the open web and that idea has done for technology in general in terms of speed of adoption in particular. But also, as I say, the App Store model you know, constrains uh, the extensibility of mobile phones. And web as a platform is one thing, services is another. Um, and I think in particular, we need to get over this idea that the user has to make a decision to actually go and pull down an app. I, in an ideal world, new things arrive on your device by push of some sort. And that's what app stores can't deliver. And there's no thought about how that might happen. Because you know, in an ideal world, your mobile phone, you shouldn't have to go to an app store because it should know what sort of things you start wanting. Right, don't listen to this man. Don't listen to this man at all. I think I, I, I like some of the stuff you're saying in the future, man, right? In 10 years' time. But right now, right now, people need to be enabled. Right? There's, there's such a demand, such excitement from your average person who's just upgraded from a dumb phone and now they can get Facebook on their handset. And then when, when you speak to that average person and say, hey, have you seen Twitter or have you seen whatever the name of it, they go, oh, or, let's take a good example. Have you got Tesco on your phone? Have you got Ocado on your phone? That, that person, they, 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 they seek solace and comfort in the fact that they can now tap on that button type in Tesco and then click on the free button and then boom, two seconds later, the application's there in their handset. So I, I don't think we should be rushing to get rid of this, um, this App Store framework. Okay, but let's, you, you, you've defended App Stores as they are today and we can go back to Rafe and ask about that, but what about you explain why you know, the App Stores for the future? You know, where do you see these going? Why do you think that these have life? Because doesn't Rafe's, don't Rafe's points stand in terms of that they're fine for today but they don't grow? Right, well then let me put it a, a, a different way. I think in the future we are going to need uh, a completely different framework. Um, but right now... So you're saying app stores are no good, you need something different? I said in the future, in the future we need a different framework. When? In the future. Okay, all right. I, I think in the next five to ten years we need to think about the next generation of delivery mechanisms. Uh, we need the ability, for example, we're sitting on a beach here in Cannes and I want to find a really good steak restaurant. I want that, that, that service to appear, to be surfaced to me, that information to be surfaced to me. I don't have to install a steak application, right? Okay, that's in the future. But right now, consumers have to be able to use this technology. And I think our problem, your problem, Mr. Blanford, is you are in the future. You're sitting in the future right now, and that's perfectly fine. You're on the edge, but most people are still getting getting applications. Okay, so let's just leave Rafe on the edge where he is for a moment, and let's think about something else. Who should provide app stores? Where should they come from? At the moment, there are 
lots and lots of people talking about app stores. We've got um, the people who make mobile phones to having app stores. You've got platform app stores like the Android app store. You've got Amazon have just launched an app store. You've got mobile network operators who've got an app store. I went to uh, see somebody who produced a device for a car and they were going to have an app store recently. Rafe, surely more app stores is better. It's like the high street when there are more stores, there's competition and life is good. Well, thank you for asking me that question, Ben. Because He actually, says stalling. It brings up a really important point. <laughs> More stalling. That's a very good question. Let's, let's let Mr Blanford answer the question. So the idea that one person should own an app store is one of the biggest restrictions in app store culture. We all know about Apple and it's you know, not letting developers put in certain type of application. In any kind of retail environment, that kind of thing should be deemed horrendous and yes there is a way you can get around this by having a proliferation of app stores having amazon do their own app store everybody else and i think ewan's banging his head on the uh, table there but actually there's a danger of fragmentation in app stores and we think about you know fragmentation of platform is dangerous and that's just five platforms fragmentation of 20 30 40 50 app stores is far more dangerous because that makes more work for developers which then becomes a nightmare because you can't deliver the right thing what we need to be looking at is open frameworks and you and use the example of Tesco well that, that's great, you go to the app store and type in Tesco, but what happens if Tesco isn't on your app store, actually what you need is to use a, one of the traditional open frameworks which is something like the web, go to the Tesco's website or have it pushed to you when you step into a Tesco store, or something like that that then recognises your device and starts delivering you the Tesco's experience without you having to make a, a download and install decision, it just happens like that I just want a service level Okay, I want a service level from somebody. And I do like the fact that there is a degree, a degree of sanitization from Apple. So, so you're quite happy to have a service level, but if that creates restrictions that then control the future, doesn't that rather offer a rather dangerous future where it's no longer you in control, but it's someone else? Well, now, you and you're, you're, you're arguing in favour of app stores, but I want to just understand what type of app stores you're arguing in favour of. Um, would you have loads and loads of app stores or do you think that it should just be, you know, like the Apple example, just a select few that are very heavily controlled? I think we need a lot of competition, actually. I think the prolifer prolif proliferation That's easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, of app stores is, is a good idea because we are, we are seeing good, good concepts uh, surfacing, rising to the top and then being integrated and then rubbish shitty concepts you know disappearing and i think that that is excellent i i am not a fan of a microwave app store or an app store for my microwave i think that's maybe taking things a little bit too far and uh, i can't move for organizations coming to me with a press release saying we now have an app store as well i think that is bad but i, I like the fact there's competition out there i like the fact we've got billion dollar companies competing with each other I, you know, I like the fact that HP has got some kind of app store coming. I like the fact that, um, I was going to say Marks and Spencers has got some kind of app store. I'm sure at some point they'll have something. These kind of brands are all bringing their app stores to market. Um, I'd like to see what happens when these app stores do nothing and then disappear. Some of them are going to rise to the top. And, of course, we've got the, uh, the iTunes and, uh, and the Android market there. Where I have a real concern with app stores... Um, and this is a, a problem for Google here. The Google Marketplace, or the Google, the Android market, 
has got some such tripe on it. So this is the good the good thing about Apple is you have got some kind of service level there, right? And that Rafe, why okay, interrupt then. Interrupt. What's There's your point? There's just as much tripe in the Apple App Store as there is in the Android. So the difference is most of it in the Android marketplace is free. It's free tripe as opposed to paid for tripe. <laughs> okay, so let, let's leave the leave the discussion of tripe for a moment. But you and I you sounded dangerously like you were gonna start arguing against app stores there. Just just explain <coughs> to explain to me what the difference between good and bad is here. Well I wanna be clear that I'm 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 making an argument as opposed to, you know, I was on stage two weeks ago saying apps are rubbish and we need to get beyond that, uh, you know, beyond the app. However, I think today um, the App Store requirement, the App Store model is just critical for ensuring we get consu- we bring the rest of the market with us because we are very much on the edge. We need to have this following with us. But where, where I, I, I see app stores are going all over the place, you see them popping up everywhere, um, and then we have an... an uh, the inevitable con- conversation about developers. So where you have an app store, hi, I've got a chain of microwaves, and we now have an app store that's got nothing in it. This is bad news. I, I think, actually, you did words to both bad, except with regard to app stores, and I'm going to do the same thing. App stores are good, because I think we're arguing towards the same point, and maybe with a slight difference in the future. Oh, but you I, consensus monkey. I, I'm a consensus monkey, but I do want to bring out something that Ewan talked about there, and when he talked about you know, app stores driven by popularity in the top list, and actually I think there's a real danger. We create a, a culture of homogeneity. Which Hang means, on a minute, two brains, what does that mean? Which means we have a culture where <laughs> all the applications are the same, everyone uses the same top 100 applications. Actually, we want to live in a heterogeneous world. Where hang we, on, hang on. Heterogeneous. <laughs> where, where we have lots of different things. The idea of culture, you know... Stop people, using foreign words. People talk about globalisation and how that's creating a global monoculture. At the danger of app stores is they create a global mono-app culture where we don't see the same level of innovation that we're accustomed to seeing uh, with apps and services on mobile because it can be a tidying framework I do agree with you in that actually app stores are a great way to bring everyone up to the next level but at the same time I think the thing that's so critical about mobile and why it's been so successful and able to change so quickly it's always thinking about the next thing once mainstream adoption of something is happening and let's face it app stores have gone mainstream and Ewan's right when he talks about app stores on fridges, microwaves they're mainstream when the word app store gets mentioned on the BBC Okay, so time for closing arguments, and then I will make my judgment probably off microphone, to be honest, because I could well be wrong. Um, Ewan, closing arguments. App stores have a life, a future, and a value because... Because the consumer gets it, right? This is The, the consumer has got it, likes it, gets it, and, and is, is comfortable with the concept. I think we need to have a central place... A central location to discover and and, um, and download applications and content ongoing. Um, I think we'll always need that, but I, th- I think the consumer has voted with their uh, with their downloads in the app stores have a place in this market. Rafe, app stores are app stores constrain people. They're closed. They're limiting. They don't add value, and they're a short-term solution to a big to a long-term problem. Explain. 
App stores do add value, they are important, but they are limiting because they create a straitjacket in the mobile place. And actually I want to finish this by drawing an analogy, because I'm sure people have followed the argument so far. Undoubtedly, because um, they are so clear and concise. Absolutely. It's, it's the app store definition that I almost have a problem with here. Um, the app store needs to change because it needs to evolve to get better to create this optimal user experience. And actually it's like the naming of mobile phone. Mobile phone, do we actually use it for making phone calls that's you know, about talk anymore? No, the main use of mobile phones has shifted completely away from that to be a smart device. And I think we're at that same stage with app stores. App stores are based on a traditional physical retail model for the most part in the way it acts. And actually, that's a misnomer because we're looking at a completely different world. We're looking at a digital and a virtual world where we need to move away from the old constraints in order to create a future where you have as much accessibility to being able to do things with your phone that you want to do in a personal way. And my, my contention is that app stores are in danger of becoming too limiting to the innovation that takes place in mobile and refreshes it year after year. Okay, thank you for very, both very much for your input. I think actually what will be really interesting is if you've listened to this and if you've struggled through 20 minutes of discussion and if you understood all the words that Rafe used... Rafe Blanford is wrong. ...then give us your opinion. We'll be delighted to hear your comments. I mean, we're going to be sharing this podcast um, amongst our various sites. So wherever you, wherever you hear this, whether it's, um, whether it's on a blog or it's through Audioboo or it's any of the other places that we're going to host it, put a comment, let us know, and then next time we record a podcast, we're actually going to maybe look at some of those comments, uh, we'll review them, and we can actually uh, see, what, see what the readers and the listeners think. Okay, so uh, from Cannes once more, uh, it's back, back to the champagne bar and uh, we'll carry on the conversation there. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Ewan, please put Rafe down. Ha, ha, ha.